things. And after our relationship with God, our relationships in our marriages and our families are absolutely critical. Again, you have joined us for this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Um, this week I was expecting a guest who hasn't arrived in the booth yet, but uh, we're going to continue on. And uh, when he joins us, we'll welcome him right in. Uh, but on last week's episode, I started to talk about communication in the marriage. And we scratched the surface of the surface. We didn't get very deep in it, but we gave a few tidbits that I hope were beneficial to you. And I've been thinking about this all week since last week's episode. And I really felt led to continue on the subject of marital communication because communication is such a key factor in achieving a fulfilling marriage. Uh, in any, uh, any workshop or seminar you go to that deals with marriage or that deals with almost any relationship, when you ask people what's the key to the success of the relationship or even why the relationship failed or was not successful and fulfilling, the response invariably is usually something to do with one form of communication or another. And so I don't think that we can talk too much about communication. So we want to follow up on that and just again delve into a few of the points that we brought up on, on last week. And I want to begin again just by giving us a working definition of what communication means. You know, communication has to occur between at least two persons or you may be communicating with yourself and, and, and let me pause parenthetically right there and say that sometimes we say things like you're crazy if you talk to yourself um, believe it or not you're probably in denial if you deny that you talk to yourself I oftentimes say that you only do what you tell yourself to do and everything that you do, you do because you told yourself to do it. So self-talk is incredibly important. Self-talk, the things that we say to ourselves, make all the difference in the world. And that determines our altitude, our going up, and the depths that we sink to. It's all based on what we tell ourselves. So yes, you can communicate with yourself. But ideally, communication involves at least two people. Uh, there's one person that has a message to send and that person sends a message but then there's another person who receives the message and the key to communication is that the person who receives the message understands the message that the sender was sending and I don't want that to sound uh, 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 confusing or anything like that but uh, the person that was sending the message uh, the person receiving the message uh, understands the message that was being sent. And so if you don't understand the message that was being sent, we're going to have miscommunication. And then unfortunately in marriages, uh, the communication is missed so much and, and we develop so many negative feelings about it until the communication just breaks down. Let me pause one more time here. I told you that I was expecting a guest in the booth with me on this evening and my guest has arrived. I wish you all could give him a big hand clap out there. 
My guest has arrived. Uh, uh, <laughs> this evening, I'm thrilled to have as my special guest, Dr. Nicholas Anthony. Uh, Dr. Anthony is an ordained elder in the Church of God in Christ, and uh, earlier this year, he was uh, uh, the proud recipient of a doctorate, a doctorate degree earned doctorate. Absolutely. He's working in psychology and he's also a professor of psychology at Virginia Wesleyan University. And Dr. Anthony is also a retired army officer. Yes, sir. I'm not going to hold that against them. <laughs> it's all right. all right. We love the army. <laughs> I wish I had one or two more Marines in here. Oh, that's big all right. Rob, but we love the army also. Uh, he's married to the lovely Carmen Anthony. She's also a retired army officer. I believe this year, uh, uh, Dr. Anthony, I believe this year you celebrated 26 years of marriage. Absolutely. I thought I remember you celebrating <laughs> 25. A year has gone by since then. Oh gone my by goodness! It, it's some. Um, they say time goes by fast when you're having fun, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. All right. Oh, but happy anniversary to you all. Thank and, you. And uh, I, I don't mind telling the listening audience also that uh, my wife and I we've known Carmen and uh, Nick now for a couple of years, and I've come yes. to know him as truly, he's a ball of fire and just a joy and a pleasure to be around. Uh, he and his wife. Uh, it's, it's just good having them, and I'm so glad to have you on tonight, Dr. Oh, Anthony. How are you doing tonight? Sir, I am blessed by the best. Yes. I am thankful for the opportunity to be here with you, sir. Amen. Amen. So glad to have you. Uh-huh. So glad to have you. And uh, I was just getting into the show on tonight and, and just providing us a working definition of communication. Yes. Uh, I want you to jump on in here. Okay. You want to add anything to that? I'm, I'm describing communication as a sender of a message, a receiver of the message, but communication is not complete until the receiver of the message understands understands the message. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Go well, ahead and well, chime sir, in. Sir, I will tell you that um, just as uh, you were saying when I walked in, Communication is the primary aspect of a marriage with regards to sharing and conveying your ideas, your feelings, your thoughts. Yeah. And um, it is essential to a happy marriage, to a blessed marriage, to maintain an open line of communication. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that sharing thoughts and feelings, expressing ideas. You know, one of the reasons that we marry the people that we marry is that that marriage is supposed to be a safe place for us to do just that. Absolutely. That marriage is supposed to be the place where we're safe, where we can have our feelings, our thoughts, our expressions validated Absolutely. by someone who loves us unconditionally. Roger that. And yeah. as a matter of fact, um, one of the things that often when I deal, when I work with couples, um, they tend to come into the relationship with certain mm -hmm. ideas. And as such, um, as a result of not perhaps communicating effectively those ideas, it leads to the miscommunication that you yeah. were talking about and the misconceptions yeah. of yeah. what each other brings to the relationship. Yeah. One of the things that I often try to share is that, you know, as far as bringing something to the relationship, it needs to be a hundred percent, hundred percent effort. And Absolutely. without that, and without clearly understanding what that hundred percent effort is from each person, you do 
have miscommunication as yeah. you were sharing earlier. And, and I think that's a fault in, in a lot of couples. Well, let's go and say every couple. Yes. Because you don't know one another when you first marry. Right. And we stand at the altar and say, I love you. But you stay in there a few years and you find out what love means and how taxing <laughs> love can be. Absolutely. You know, I oftentimes say that, that uh, if, if, if both partners are 25 years old when they marry, mm -hmm. you have two 25-year-olds who marry, yes. then actually that's 50 years worth of stuff that has to be worked through like and you that. have to toil and strive and work at it to Absolutely. turn out something that's beautiful, something that's wonderful and fulfilling and actually loving. And a lot of people underestimate the work that's involved in being married and oh especially my. the work that's involved in communication Absolutely. because you do come in with these concepts, uh, these yes. conceptions, these ideas yes. already. Yes. You know, I take for example, my wife is from Philadelphia Pennsylvania right and I'm from Southern Kentucky okay <laughs> you now better believe <laughs> you better believe we came in with some ideas absolutely. and I can be a witness it's gonna take you a little while to work through it all <laughs> absolutely but the key there is that yes it is work but it is a labor of love yeah it should be a yeah. labor of love yeah. you know we all try to seek a job that we enjoy doing yeah because oftentimes if you enjoy doing your job you won't see it as work yeah you won't yeah. see it as an ordeal to yeah. put up with and yeah. when you're coming into a marriage understand yes it's going to take effort in order to establish that marriage in order to build upon that marriage but understand that that building is a labor of love yeah, yeah. and I, I think that is so important it to is. fully understand that it's and crucial it, it's, it is crucial yeah. sir. it's a labor of love but yes, it's labor nonetheless and I only stress that because yes. I, I like being upfront with people yes. and I think and, and especially couples who are intending to be married soon or who yes. have recently married I don't want them to fall for what I call the phantoms chasing phantoms Absolutely. in marriage these ideas that we see in the movies on right. television portrayed by Hollywood yes. when you come into marriage it is a full-time job full -time but it job. is a labor of love absolutely now at the same time dr. Anthony yes. I don't want to scare anybody away don't want to scare anybody I am definitely yeah. a proponent of the institution of marriage yeah and as such I do not want to chase yeah. anyone yeah. away from yeah. it <laughs> and, and, and just to help someone yes, how sir. long how long do you think it takes after being married before a couple actually uh, 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 gets into their communication groove, if I can use an old school term. You understand what I'm saying? I understand get what into you're the, saying, sir. The, the communication stride. How long do you think it takes? Well, sir, I, I would tell you, and, and and not to use an answer that oftentimes can appear as if it's a cop-out, but it really <laughs> depends. It yeah. absolutely depends. It depends on the couple, mm -hmm. how effective they are with communicating, how willing they are to yeah. communicate yeah. with each yeah. other, yeah. how willing, and, and saying how willing they are to communicate with each other is very important because sometimes 
the way that communication may come about, if somebody is looking from the outside, they may see it as being more of an argument yeah. than yeah. communicating. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And oftentimes in communication, there may be some times where the the level or the volume of the communication uh -huh. Uh -huh. may, you know, to the outside onlooker may not appear to be perhaps the most calm or yeah. or, or, or positive yeah. um, t yeah. level of communication. But okay. nevertheless, between that couple, they have to be willing as far as that labor of love. Yeah. Normally when you're laboring, there, there's some yeah. sweat involved. Some sweat involved. <laughs> <laughs> calluses on your hands. There's some calluses <laughs> on the hand. You know, but yeah. the thing is, while you're working through that communication, mm -hmm. you're always continuously remembering the promise that was made when the vows were made. Yeah. And yeah. as such, as you're going through and you're communicating, then, hey, you know, it may take about maybe five years. <laughs> it may take for some who love to talk and yeah. are free with expressing their feelings and so on. It may take two years. Yeah. Okay. But it really depends, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear you say that. It, it really does depend on the individual. It also depends on how well the individuals know themselves. Oh, wow. In any relationship, one of my guiding principles is yes. always uh, uh, the importance of self-awareness. Absolutely. And I think that's why some of the would-be conversations mm -hmm. in marriage break down and turn into negative, uh, painful, hurtful arguments in marriage because yes. uh, uh, there's this effort to defend oneself and they're striving to be heard yes. rather than to hear Absolutely. their partner. And I'm always mindful that Stephen Covey teaches in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People that mm -hmm. one habit is to strive to understand yes. before being understood. And you just can't do that if you're not really secure in yourself. Absolutely. And then so. some of our past hurts, our past yes. pains, our past experiences and relationships have made us extremely defensive so when we hear things going one way walls go up and we get defensive and and then there we go on a downward slope Absolutely. so the individual uh, uh, the the more self-awareness we yes. have the, the 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 faster we're going to hit our communication groove Sir, you know well said and, and I'm glad Absolutely. to hear you now, now now on the subject of argument do you think that every argument is bad or is all argument bad no, sir. All argument is definitely not bad. Um, argument is merely a form of communication. Yeah. Unfortunately, some people can allow that form of communication to get out of hand. Yeah. All right. But nevertheless, it is a form of communication. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, it it begins with confronting or addressing uh -huh. a situation uh -huh. you know uh, words do have meaning and and, yes. and there is both the denotative as well as the connotative aspect of a word and when you hear confront you automatically perhaps see it in a more negative sense yes. Yes. all right so therefore I'll just say when you are addressing a situation uh -huh. uh, you're addressing a concern uh -huh. how you go about addressing that concern is very important but but then again, it comes back to what you were just saying.
based upon the background of the individual mm -hmm. to whom you are addressing an issue yeah. with, that person that is receiving may perhaps not receive it the best way because uh -huh. they are falling back on their idea of what the situation is all yeah. about without fully listening yeah. and hearing yeah. and, 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 and trying to gain a good understanding of the issue in yeah. general. Yeah. And you know, that, that reminds me of a point I brought up on last week's broadcast dealing with marital communication, and that was filters. Filters, we, absolutely. We, we oftentimes, and, and filters is just simply a metaphor we use for uh, uh, how we code our language. Yes, sir. We're, and, and language is encoded as we speak to others. Mm -hmm and language is decoded as we receive the message yes. and, and it goes both ways. So we'll say things, we encode it based yes. on our past experience Absolutely. and then we decode based on our past experience. Absolutely. And those past experience includes hurt, disappointment, yes. rejection, humiliation, yes. any number of negative things could yes. have happened. Positive things could have happened that impact Absolutely. our coding and decoding also. Roger. But Absolutely. the communication breaks down if, if we've had more negative experiences yes than positive experiences. Absolutely. And when that's the case, we're more likely to decode yes. negatively Absolutely. rather than positively. Does that have any merit, do you think? Absolutely, sir. <laughs> I, I would tell you, and you know, when we initially talked about the fact that um, going into a marriage, it takes work. Uh -huh. and it is a labor of love. You know, I'm, re I'm reminded of a scripture that I often share and um, um, I, I plan to share it later on this week at the, yeah. our seminar, you know, but um, it's, a, it's a message um, from Ephesians 4. Uh -huh. And um, it's something that I believe our pastor even talked about on Sunday, you know, where it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech uh -huh. you that we that you walk worthy of the vocation whether, uh, wherewith ye are called. Uh -huh. Vocation. All right. Vocation meaning something that is of great interest to you, something yeah. that you are a part of, something that you hold in high regard. Then it goes on, it says, with all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Mm -hmm. In order to keep your marriage together, there are certain things that you need to do. But perhaps if you did not have that in your background, yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, if the yeah. filters that you have did not come about or revolve around areas such as this, then you have to learn to get to that point. And as you're learning, yeah. the communication may sway from time to time towards a more confrontational than a more positive listen, yeah. accept, understand, wow. and continue to wow. grow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Listen, I got to pause here, Dr. Hand there. Just I just wanna give a station break real okay. quick here and, this, and remind every folks, no, this is this is exciting Absolutely. and we're gonna run out of time pretty short and yes. I'm disappointed already. <laughs>
<laughs> I am already so you you have to come back. You got to come back, so folks. You listen to Marriage and Family Clinic this week, right here, WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. Our mission here at Marriage and Family Clinic is to restore, build, strengthen, and perfect marriage and family relationships. Join us right here every Tuesday evening from six to six thirty p.m. And please, by all means, let me hear from you. Inbox me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges, or email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. We're not trying to give you professional counseling, but we're hoping that our discussions on the topics here will give you some tools to add to your tool chest and help you out in, in, in uh, uh, building and strengthening your marriage and family relationships. And you know, Dr. Anthony, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say those things because I've been teaching on marriage and family for 20-something years now. And the Lord is really blessed. And one thing that I always add regarding the scriptures is that if you can't get the scripture to work right there mm -hmm. in your house. Absolutely. The first place the scripture ought to work is right there in your house. Absolutely. So when 1 Corinthians 13 is saying love does mm -hmm. these things, this is the way that love behaves, yes. there's a lesson right there. Yes. There is the lesson. Absolutely. And so, and, and and even as we're talking about filters in communication and becoming defensive and communication breaking down and, and arguing. And, you know, argument, arguing is just an exchange of different ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you really want to persuade, but arguing is just an exchange of different ideas. Absolutely. So it doesn't have to automatically be negative and I think people's negative experiences over yes. lifetime over however long has yes. caused the word argue to involve evolve into something negative but it doesn't have to be something negative Absolutely. and I hope everyone receives that tonight so folks understand that all arguing is not bad it's just an exchange of ideas Absolutely. and uh, 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 I often refer to mm -hmm. it as as a passionate discussion yes you know the opportunity <laughs> to discuss your concerns your ideas with passion you know yeah. uh, sometimes uh, we, we you may have seen things on on television where they show one person as you know trying to get their point across they look at that person as uh -huh. having a meltdown but then somebody else does it they did it as being very passionate yeah so yeah. it's all a matter of perspective yeah but not yeah. all arguing is bad uh-huh and, and unfortunately, some arguments, they do turn negative. Yes. Un very, very unfortunate. Yes. They even turn violent. Uh, That's um, far out there on the fringes. On the fringe. Of, of marriage relationships. Yes. But somewhere toward the center and a little bit left and a little bit right of yes. center, uh, uh, communication breaks down, the argument breaks down. There's one dynamic that takes place in arguments when they become negative, and that's the, the, the couples, the husbands and the wife, the increase in volume. Ah, uh, yes. On, yes. Have you seen this dynamic? I have they, seen they, that they, dynamic. And, and I got an idea. I have an idea of what's behind this increase in volume. What do you think behind is behind this? That's where the passion comes in. Uh-huh. All right. Um, as a result of someone believing so strongly yeah. in whatever it is that they're trying to communicate, yeah. they yeah. feel as if in order to get their point across, they have to get a little bit louder uh -huh. to ensure that uh -huh. perhaps the person is realizing that this is serious yeah. to them. Yeah. 
And the thing is, it should never have to be that yeah, way. Yeah. You know, in living overseas, being in the military, sometimes they often refer to the ugly American when a person <laughs> does not really know how to speak the language of whatever country uh -huh. that they're in. So they think the main thing they have to do is raise their voice. I really want, <laughs> but you're yeah. still not speaking that specific right, language. So raising right. the voice does not help. Yeah, yeah. You see, so it takes away from the idea that arguing is a yeah. form of communication, and you're just trying to have a passionate discussion. Yeah, yeah. and and that's so good. That's a good point. And, and you know, it really reflects back on also. Uh, I think you can either even involve a person's insecurities in there because absolutely, it, it's like uh, they're putting their whole self. Yes. into what it is they're trying to say. I like that. And yes. last week I, I mentioned meta-messages. Mm -hmm. There's the message inside the message. Uh -huh. The message under the message. The message, the message on top of the message. Absolutely. And, and oftentimes I, I believe that it's very possible that the increased volume, that dynamic is not about uh, 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 it's about being heard but the message is not hear these words. The message is really I feel so strongly yes, about it. That, absolutely. This is me. That's right. And you're not receiving me. That. And you know, so the issue that they're raising their voice over mm -hmm. at the moment may not be the real issue mm -hmm. that they're raising their voice over. Absolutely. There's a message inside the message there. Yes. And I just, I really feel like, I really think that if folks would get a hold to these ideas yes. and these concepts and really learn how to argue, yes. work on themselves and learn how to argue, right. then things wouldn't turn so negative and you right. wouldn't go away from your wife or from your yes. husband at the moment feeling like someone's against Roger you that. who's really for you. Maybe they ought to change the terminology instead of are you just say having a debate. Having a debate. <laughs> having a debate. Having and you know, debate. I watched the great debaters. I said, oh my goodness, you can't debate without passion. Exactly. You can't debate. You but you know, it, it's it, listen to that. We're getting passionate discussing it. Absolutely. When we get the We're passion means I really mean it. Yes. It means something to it me. It means something. Oh, I wish you all could see our faces in here and see the, see the non-verbals. See the non-verbal communication. Oh. That's How huge. important is nonverbal? Sir, I would say that perhaps nonverbal is sometimes even more important than yeah. the verbal. I yeah. remember growing up, mom and dad used to say, actions speak louder than words. Yes, yes, yes. That that speaks volume, simple yet profound. Yeah, yeah. And it applies Absolutely. in a marriage. You say you love someone, love yeah. is an action, action. word. Yes, yes. Saying it is one thing. Yeah. But do you really show it? Yeah, yeah. You see? Yeah. Yes, in a marriage, you absolutely need to do both. You need to show and say. And say. But the thing yeah. is, you really need to show. Yeah. <laughs> be love. Don't be, do love. Be love. Be love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not who we, it's not what you do. That's it's who right. you be. Who you, you know? And, and, and I know nonverbals are powerful. Yes. I remember growing up in church, all my mother had to do was turn around and look at us. Oh, that's it. I said, oh, Shut you down. no, <laughs> it's on now. <laughs> Shut us up for the rest of the service. So, and you know, you, you do get the message. Yes. If your wife yes. turns her back on you, mm -hmm. oh, she sent a clear okay. message. Oh, a clear message. 
if you go to touch your spouse and they jerk away. Oh my goodness. It sent the clear message. The nonverbals, the yes. message sent by the nonverbals yes. is clearer oftentimes yes. than the verbal language. Absolutely. You know, Dr. Anthony, man, I, I yes. wish we had time. <laughs> Listen, give me one or two points that'll help us. Let's go back just one moment. Okay. Give, let's come up with one or two points that'll help couples argue more positively. Some rules for arguing. Prior to getting into a passionate discussion, remember the promise that has been made between the two of you that you are together and you are willing to work through anything in order to perfect the marriage and take it higher. So remember the promise is the first thing that I would say. That's awesome. Remember the promise. Yes. And make a personal vow. Yes that I will not attack my spouse. I like that. That's the I will not, that, that, that must be a personal vow. Absolutely. I refuse to attack my spouse. And in attacking my spouse, additionally, I refuse to take a dig at my spouse just Absolutely. to take advantage. Oh, Dr. Anthony, <laughs> you have to come back. You Praise have to come Lord. back. Thank you. Listen I will to do us. So. You, you all, I'm, I'm so glad to have Dr. Nicholas Anthony with us on tonight, our special guest. Praise he will be back and we will continue this discussion. I'm going to leave it right where it is. Amen. But you've been listening to us here tonight on Marriage and Family Clinic here at 1350 WGPL, 1350 AM. And uh, we're so glad to have you. Uh, Remember, come back and hear us again next week, same time, same channel, 6 to 6.30 p.m. Contact me, please. Reach me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. Email me, cdhodges at hotmail.com. This is Marriage and Family Clinic, and remember, you can't have peace without surrendering to the Prince of Peace. This is your host, Bishop Hodges. See you same time next week. We're out. God bless. We've got a couple of more minutes then, Brother Anthony. Well, praise the Lord. Well, hey, if we've got a couple of more minutes. Amen. Well, I, I, I would tell you, I just like what you said. You could talk about that again. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I, I know that, that, and you said something important also, uh, in, uh, since we've got a couple of minutes extra. You, you spoke of making a marriage a priority. You and Carmen been married 26 years now. Yes, Give me a couple of things that you and Carmen do to make sure that your marriage remains a priority. As busy as our schedules normally yes. are, yes. we always make time for ourselves and we are very very stingy Mm -hmm. with regards to allowing situations or circumstances to impact that time that Ah, we have set aside ah. for ourselves Ah. so that has been the biggest thing and my wife has really helped me with that Um, because being in the military being a commander and so on I always wanted to just be there to take care of the troops and and on the move but my wife was like hey you have troops here at the yeah, house. Yeah. You can't right. really take care of those troops out there until you ensure these troops are taken ah, care of. I'm wow. Like, well, praise the Lord. That is awesome. <laughs> so, in a word, <laughs> yes, sir. boundaries. Boundaries. you got to set boundaries. Wow. Set Absolutely, boundaries. Absolutely, sir. Make your marriage a priority, number yes. one, by setting boundaries. Absolutely. And, and well nothing, said. you know, making your marriage a priority, nothing is as productive 
nothing is as fulfilling, nothing is as uh, uh, reinvigorating, reenthusing as a committed date night. Oh, praise the Lord. We we have those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that committed date night. But that goes back to your point, though. Yes. You have to make time for each other. Got to make time. No matter what's going on, you have to make time for each other. Absolutely. Oftentimes, I say wherever you are is where you want to be. I, I like that. Roger that. Wherever you are is where you want to be. So we really cannot complain of not having time for our marriage if we don't make time for our marriage. We make time for everything else that we want. Yes, sir. When we make it a priority in our minds and in our hearts, it becomes a priority and nothing interferes with it. So set those boundaries. Roger that. Make Make that time. Mm -hmm. Make that time. Yes. And, and, And whatever you do, just take care of each other's heart. Amen. Take care of each other's mind. Yes. All right? Amen. Remember those rules for arguing. Yes. Remember, you know, I, I, Remember I, I, Ephesians 5, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do this. I was thinking today, I'm going to present this maybe in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 5, mm-hmm. let us know, husbands, whatever you do to That's your right. wife, you're actually doing to yourself. That's right. So husbands especially, remember, take care of your wife. Listen, we took a couple extra minutes there. I so appreciate the station for for yielding to us in that fashion. Man, I just really appreciate it. Hey, again, you've been listening to Marriage and Family Clinic. You've joined us right here at 1350 AM at WGPL. Join us next week, 6 to 6.30 PM right here. We'll be looking for you. God bless. Good job, man. Right, man. Hey, man. Sorry, sir. I tell oh, you, sir, I... Man.